Okay, uh, let's go to Alan Watt. Alan, so much is happening in the world. I've got all my questions, but I want to get into what you think is most important right now. But we're seeing just an acceleration of the program. The, the street lamps, we already knew had microphones. Many of them, now they're admitting it. The chemtrails, they're now admitting it, saying it's for your own good. The uh, the plan to give us forced inoculations and release mosquitoes that, that put nanotech viruses into us to re-engineer our brains, give us basically servile lobotomies uh, where we can't get angry or whatever, that's all being announced. Uh, eugenics is being announced. Uh, just pell-mell evil, al-Qaeda flags you know, going up in Libya. Uh, peace Prize, children's faces blown off, just giggling, snickering depression, uh, wholesale insanity. Are they just trying to overwhelm us right now to make us go into a catatonic psychological state of learned helplessness, Alan Watt? I think um, it could be partly, partly that because of, uh, of the ones who are following this whole program. But you've you got to remember that most of the populations... Um, uh, are not following the program. They're, they've never really been awake. Uh, they follow mainstream and, and lots of entertainment. Uh, I think they're pushing now because it's time to push for this whole amalgamation into the, they call it the Great Transformation. That's the official title of it at this stage of it. And uh, it's a, a transformation of the whole planet into the system uh, that Quigley touched on. He, he, he talked about the economic side of it, mainly the economic side as they amalgamate the continents and, and the central banks into one system under the, the, the Bank of International Settlements. He, he talked about this in the, in the, the 60s. Uh, so we're, we're on course with, with all of this. And I think the public are so dumbed down today, to be honest with you, uh, it's time now to push for the next part. All the public really know uh, from watching mainstream is that all economies are in bad shape pretty well except for China. And, uh, and that we've got to do something about it. So they're preparing the public's minds for a new type of economic system, uh, which is to be introduced uh, in different countries, probably a starter in Europe and then eventually into America. It's a new economic system based on resources and taxation by consumption. Uh, a a, a value-added tax will, will replace uh, basically eventually, eventually it will replace all other taxes. And so you'll be kept at a certain minimum standard of living uh, in a communitarian uh, living area, your, your region or your, your local area for communitarianism. They've got it started off in Britain. It's, it's, it's going pell-mell there. And it's to be introduced to into the States. In fact, they've just started the steam organization uh, that started it in Britain has just uh, launched their big uh, movements in the U.S. as well. So it's, it's, it's uh, a whole new way of living. Uh, they call it a scientific uh, economy, uh, scientifically designed and run uh, right down to your local level and what you do or what you're assigned to do with your new kind of job. And when they can make people helpless enough with a bad economy, the general public will, will grab at any straw to, to save themselves. And they know it's time. Well, they also admit, as you know, that it's designed to shut things off, that you will live at a lower standard. The government publicly, to kind of the unwashed masses as they see them, say we're trying to make your life better. But in all the public manuals and even public statements, it's like we're going to shut everything off from these people and start euthanizing. And uh, mm-hmm. and don't you like that, slaves? And the slaves go, yeah, we're trendy. Kill us. Mm-hmm. We're trendy. Oh, yeah, you got to understand, too, Alex, that um, all the old values that kept society strong, they kept communities, really, real communities, natural communities strong, and that also 
give you your values between each other have been destroyed, demolished since the 1960s, basically. Yeah, they don't want us. We're going to break out. I want you to continue along that line. They, yeah. they admit in all these handbooks. We've shown them on air. They teach it to the regular social workers at UT in the, in the handbook. The family's a disease. It's got to be removed. But they really don't think it's a disease. It's a disease to the globalists. They don't want you having any sense of identity and any real roots. You've got to be like a blank slate they just download trendiness into. And then you just go, oh, my God, I take a shot, I get brain damage. It's so much fun. Wow, I'm dying of cancer. People are dying all around me. It's trendy. Fluoride in the water. It's trendy. Government gang raping me. It's trendy. All right, let me bring this up for Alan Watt. It's up at DrudgeReport.com right now. We'll get it linked up at InfoWars.com as well. Uh, but uh, this is out of NBC Los Angeles. Russian genius lived with 26 corpses. Some skeletal remains were reportedly dressed up as a doll and a teddy bear. Well, I'm a better newsreader when I'm totally tired. So I get so excited normally I can't even read stuff a, uh, when I'm not burnt out. A Russian man who speaks 13 languages and lectured at Museum Head, uh, the corpses of 26 women in a small apartment, Anatoly Moskvan, uh, 45, had dug up many of the mummified bodies from graves, and some were dressed up and arranged around his three-room apartment in western Russia. According to BNO News, the bodies were discovered after his parents came for an unexpected visit. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just so sick. I'm laughing as it's sick. Uh, Russian, imagine his parents walking in. <laughs> oh, but he's such a nice man. See, this is what government is like. It's far worse than this. Uh, and as the and as the IQ goes up, this gets even more common. Russian media reportedly reported the bodies were females, ages between 15 and 26, who died years ago. Uh, but uh, it goes on. Um, Life News said that uh, he's a historian who sneaked into graveyards at night, dug up bodies, and took them home in plastic bags. Back in his apartment, he dressed up the bodies as dolls wearing dresses and stockings. That's actually a phenomenon. I've seen cases of that in the U.S., uh, people that are in love with corpses now, uh, skeletons, actually. But, you know, it's funny. Alan, this comes out, and they're calling this guy sick, and I agree, it's completely insane. But the royal family, it just came out, has been, you know, recently, not just Vlad the Impaler days, eating uh, human body parts. They, say, they believe it's nutritious, which adds to all the lore. Uh, this is a short segment, long one's coming up, but from your research of the British royal bloodline, which is German, that's really Transylvanian, uh, and, and, and all of this, uh, why are so many of these elitists into this stuff? It's an ancient uh, myth or belief in regeneration, basically, um, especially if you get, I mean, we know in ancient times and probably into the Middle Ages, uh, they would actually collect uh, the menstrual uh, fluids of women and drink that, believing it's restored youth to them. Uh, the same thing is still going on in some circles today to do with uh, the blood that comes from the umbilical cord of babies in some circles they definitely still do that but that, that was traditionally a, a royal thing to do uh, and it goes back all the way back to Egypt actually yeah. yeah here's what the commenters are saying they were actually Chicago registered voters the next one said everyone thinks this is funny and strange but here in Chicago these people these dead people would all be called voters. Other one says he wanted his mummy. The other says what some guys will do to get a date. How much lead time does one need to put away 26 corpses before mom and dad come to visit? 
I mean, it, uh, again, but this is seen as sick. But when the royals are into this stuff, it's seen as loving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we know, we know too, that uh, you understand that uh, Kabbalah was very, very uh, high in the Middle Ages, and uh, especially in France and, and, and England too. But in France, they have found uh, some of the paraphernalia they used in the royal uh, courts uh, during that time for the king. And they found uh, skinned, the skinned uh, babies, you know, the skin of the babies uh, were, were there. Uh, that was, again, a, a rejuvenation thing. If you wore uh, the skin of a youth, uh, it, and it went through this ritual, it supposedly restored uh, youth to them, that's what they believed. And, and, of course, the chalice for the blood and all the rest of it. So they've always been into this kind of thing. They've been fascinated with, when you're up there in power, you, you have nothing to go for but more power. And immortality, and this is part of the the capitalistic the rituals they went into, uh, right through into, into King Louis the Sixteenth. You know. Why why is Prince Charles now making such a big deal about he's a Transylvanian and he's got a house there, Vlad the Impaler's old house, and he loves it. Well, he's a it. trans something, but I wouldn't go too far with it. <laughs> but uh, he, he, I mean, Charlie is a, an umskull too. Uh, and um, he, he, he's really pretty stupid, I mean, even at school. I talked to one of his headmasters once, and he said the same thing to me. And um, But uh, Charlie had no purpose for a long, long time. He, he said that he has descended from David. He said he was an Olympian from the old gods of the Olympics, and there's a secret society too. And he was defender of faith, uh, the, the faith, which was Christian faith, and he changed it to defender of all faiths. And, and now he's trying to say that he's Transylvanian. What they're trying to make out is that their ancestors were Saxon people or Prussian people that once dominated Transylvania as well as one of their biggest states. In reality, it's Saxe, Coburg, Gotha are the three main houses they come from. Uh, they were Prussian, German uh, states, basically. Uh, they were all from the same family, interbred. Uh, and eventually in the in 1800s, in the, uh, the, the, the early 1800s, in fact, uh, 18th century, to say, they, they brought in merchants, very rich merchants, and they married into them. They became the dominant strain. So the royalty today are really from merchant class. Stay there. We'll be right back. Stay right there. I want to talk more about that with Alan Watt and a lot more. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We're on the march. The empire's on the run. Alex Jones and the GCN Radio Network. Alan, the reason I keep going back to this is knowing the enemy, knowing the global elite, knowing what they're into. Obviously, I don't believe there's real vampires running around. People have archetypes for all of this where they could say it's vampires, it's reptoids, because, you know, we're saying these aren't humans. They don't act like humans. Psychopaths don't act like humans. Uh, but really, they're just, I guess, genetically different. They don't have empathy. In fact, a lot of them enjoy hurting innocent people. But is that, from your research, that, that's why every culture has these legends of vampires and stuff. And because, well, in a lot of cultures, it, it wasn't even, I mean, they were doing human sacrifice. They were blood drinking. And, and you study the elites. They're obsessed with this. And that's why they do the things we're, uh, that they're doing. Uh, Alan Watt. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a very primitive thing, uh... It goes way back into ancient times, even when some of the tribes did, and some still do in Africa, uh, drink the blood of the cattle or, uh, as they move, which is a more practical thing. You, you can understand that. But, of course, when it comes into uh, the psychopathic type, they want to stun uh, those they want to subdue. They want to stun them by doing something which terrifies them. 
And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they did this in ancient times publicly at times as well, uh, drinking the blood of humans or a sacrifice or something like that. So, uh, but, did, but, but then again, as I say, in the Middle Ages, you had the magic part come in, coming into it from the Eastern Europe uh, and blending with it, and that became very popular in the circles of royalty. And uh, up to the present time, too, there's a lot of strange things to do. I mean, a psychopath has no inhibition. You've got to understand that. It doesn't matter what culture uh, that uh, they in, instill upon the people, that they always put a culture on the people and they have their managers to manage that culture. Today it's all sociologists that do it for us, you know, and psychologists, and neurologists, and neuroscientists, they call them. So they give us the present culture, they work with industry, they work with uh, the media, they work with all entertainers today, and they have for a long, long time. So, but the psychopath himself doesn't follow that culture except in public for, for PR shots. He'll seem fairly normal, read, read scripts. But in private life, uh, uh, they have no inhibitions whatsoever. Uh, the laws that apply to the general population never apply to them. They're above the laws. And they can get away, with, they can actually break a lot of laws, uh, be untouched because you'll always find, if you go into the law books, uh, royalty cannot be charged or fined for anything. They're above all law. They can only be tried by a peer group, which is other members of royalty. And that's why you're, you're tried by a jury of your peers. Uh, commoners are not the peers of royalty, you see. So they have a, a completely different uh, way of doing things. But uh, it, there's nothing new in this whatsoever. Uh, there's a famous um, club in London. Uh, that's still on the go, I think. And uh, Lord Mountbatten used to take uh, little boys, you know, underage boys, into this club. It was a lot of money to get in at the door, unless you were a member, so it kept the public out of it. Some report, many reporters actually from Fleet Street got in there, and they'd often see Mountbatten sitting with a little boy and getting them pissed drunk and uh, going up to one of the rooms with them. Uh, no one ever reported on, on that, except one later on years ago. Actually, he, he did it by word of mouth, but uh, um, he couldn't report it in, in Fleet Street, or they'd have been fined and charged. The newspapers would be closed down, actually, if you actually published something like that. So they're above all the things. Now, a psychopath, too, um, really enjoys um, all sensations, they, they, they flourish on sensations. Whatever, whatever drug turns them on, gives them a better high. Whatever the more weird, weirdest, kinkiest sex they can possibly get gives them a better high. Um, uh, that's what they live for is the highs in life. And they jet all over the place to, to have their little orgies and things like that. But, um, of course, uh, psychop- that's just the nature of the psychopath. Uh, lower level psychopaths have to put a better show on to the public, pretend they're one of you, uh, but at the top, royalty, apart from the PR shots, they live a completely different lifestyle than you can ever imagine. Yeah. And really, that's what modern civilization has become, is a psychopath uh, playground, and they've created the artificial culture, the culture creators, and more and more are trying to convert a large servant class over to not just do this ritually here and there, but they want to go into mass scale war, mass scale death. You or I would look at the video of the three-year-old girl with her lower mandible blown off, tongue hanging out in absolute panic, and that rips our heart out, rips our guts out. Uh, and uh, but the globalists, for them, that's beautiful. That that's mm-hmm. a sensation. That is that is just grand, and that's why they make the joke. This is peace. Ha ha ha. It's all about. Well, well they've done many many studies with the psychopath, and have wired them up to 
various uh, equipment, electrical equipment to, to, to study their brain, including the, the, the electromagnetic uh, imaging. And um, they can actually see what parts of the brain are stimulated or not, st- or, or not even touched uh, when look at different photographs. Psychopaths uh, don't uh, have a horror. They don't have recoil with horror uh, at gruesome pictures. There's a neutral uh, image on, in the brain. Um, sexual things, so on, like that. It's, it's, even torture might turn them on. Um, but uh, things that would shock most people have has no uh, actual response to the, on them at all. See, I mean, I, I mean, I believe it's it's healthy and normal to recoil from all that. But then there's a place in good people where where I I, I wouldn't enjoy it, but I do have a compulsion. A compulsion, you know, in my mind that these people need to be routed out. Uh, you know, I'm somebody who doesn't like, wouldn't hurt a, f- a flea, but when I see the globalist, I have an overwhelming drive to see him hang high. I mean, I, I mean, and of course that's a natural instinct. They're trying to get that out of the general public, so we'll just sit here and take it. As a father, as a human, as a warrior, as a guardian, nothing special, just a, just a man. I have absolute, total. Energy, even though I'm exhausted right now, just thinking about these people to want to to, to defeat them, and I, mean, I would imagine you have that same uh, view as well. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, you understand, we we have our figureheads that, that still have power, like Prince Charles. So there's articles recently where he can actually uh, veto or, or or just uh, nullify any law that's going to affect him and his personal estates across. In fact, let me stop you guys. Pull up London Guardian uh, headline, Prince Charles offered vetoes, I think it's 50 times. But they admit, oh, he has a loophole where he runs everything. He is still, he's the ruler, and he run, anything he wants is his. And, and I tell Canadians this, I go, you know, the Queen suspended your parliament three times. And they go, no, you're a liar. So I show articles, and then they go, well, that's just ceremonial. But, but, but again, I mean, this is how it works. Go ahead. Well, there's no law can be passed in any of the, the British Commonwealth countries, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, uh, Britain, uh, even India still follows a lot of those rules because they're part of the British Commonwealth. Uh, and so uh, no, no law can be passed in those countries without, without the, the final permission of the Queen. She must do the stamp it, basically, to, to pass it or, or, or nullify it. Uh, so that they're still very powerful, but they also have, again, their, their pals, their cousins too, because they're interrelated with the big bankers. They're intermarried with them. Uh, the big, the big, uh, what, I'm talking about bankers who lend to nations. And uh, so they're intermarried with those guys too. They're, all, they're also inbred psychopaths. I've been at this for hundreds and hundreds of years. And so, uh, we, we have, see, everything runs from the top down by money. And once you have money, you can buy everything. You buy countries because every country is in debt. So you make sure of that by the system that you introduce. And then the guy who's in charge of money can basically say, well, I'll give you this if you want to put so much to the military. And here's a little deal. You know, I'd like your military to attack that country over there because they haven't been paying their debts and all this kind of stuff. And this is how it really works. And that's why Rothschild said, give me control of your money. A system, and I care not who rules the country, because he knew from previous experience uh, that whoever rules the money rules the whole country anyway, and the prime minister. The prime minister must go to to, to the banker uh, for cap in hand every year for his uh, cash, you know. So uh, money rules, and they're, as I say, they're interbred psychopaths too. And you find the Rothschilds are intermarried with the royal families of Britain and Europe as well, so... 
so we're, we're run by psychopaths on all levels. Some of the other ones too, by the way, it's interesting, go into the military. Uh, they, they just shoot up through the ranks naturally, probably hardly attend it in fact, but uh, they end up being in charge in, at the top levels of military. So there you have, have your, your royal powers for, for ultimate laws. You have your, your, your financial industry boys there that govern the whole finance of the whole country. They use the people like peasants for taxation to fund their wars and their loans and all the rest of it. And, and then you have guys at the top of the military who are uh, who decide to, to take you off to war. Uh, so they have the little plans that really are secret plans from the public. The public's never to know the real reasons for anything, and they never do. They're never told the real reasons for any war. Uh, or the real reasons for anything happening within their country. So uh, psychopaths really, and I've said this, all people who are going to be in charge or given power over any citizen should be tested for psychopathy. You've you got to start with that number one, that rule right, right off the bat. And that goes for your money system and every other system there is because psychopaths, once they get in, they can cause so much damage so quickly. And by, and by the way, uh, they recognize each other. They find each other very quickly. They instantly recognize another psychopath and they form their little, little societies uh, that end up ruling uh, big, big chunks of the world like the Council on Foreign Relations. They are a cancer, and they must be routed out. Uh, they are the, you know, the vampires, not physical vampires, but spiritually, and they have to be routed, or they will continue to feed on us. Look at this headline out of CBS News. Denver collects fines on drivers who stop at red lights, and uh, you know, if their bumper just goes one inch over the white line, again, just, but then, but then the system can, can commit any crimes they want. Just briefly, Alan, what's your view on this whole Iran situation? Well, I, I, I was pretty certain that uh, of how geopolitics was going to run this one, and it has turned out this way. I, I knew that Israel would... Be, you see, Israel put out... If you read the old newspapers from Israel, um, you'll find that when the new American century put out their list of countries they wanted to just take down. They had Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, they had Libya, they had... They had uh, um, Iran, uh, Egypt, etc. All, all on the list. And of course, Obama is just following the same list. He was even congratulated by Rumsfeld for for doing so. And so, but but Israel kept telling the U.S. and the, and the Israeli papers, um, "Don't stop! Don't stop at this country! Keep going! Keep going!" They were really ticked off that the U.S. wasn't going through them all one after another. They have these long pauses in between. So this time I thought, well, um, Israel will, will have to, for the, for, world, for, for the appearances' sake, and that's what it's for, it's for appearances' sake, um, Israel will come up and stand up and say, we're going to attack. And, uh, and then the media will come out and say, that's putting pressure on the U.S. who doesn't want a, a full-scale attack on Iran. Um, and, and therefore, they'll, they'll step up their sanctions, they'll step up, they'll take over. And that's exactly how they're playing it out. They get Israel to come out first with a, 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 a threatened a, a strike on Iran, and the U.S. will, will, will step in saying, we're the protector, we'll, we'll, we'll handle that. And then the U.S. takes the blame, pays the cost of it uh, financially and in blood as well. And, um, and uh, that's the whole region then cleared. There's only one dominant uh, country to be allowed uh, in that whole region that was that was decided and talked about before they even set up the state of Israel. So you're, you're simply watching a very old plan work out on time, on cue, the way that they planned it. Yeah. 
Yep. Let's go ahead and talk to John in Wisconsin. John, you're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Uh, it's a real pleasure to speak to you guys. Um, obviously, InfoWars, Prison Planet, and Cutting Through the Matrix, they're daily visits for me and most of the audience out there. So, I mean, that's about as high a praise I can offer. Thank you. Um, I, I, I kind of want to change the subject just a little bit. I, I, I saw this movie recently about Lyme disease and just how it's spreading all over the place and the fact that there's a real ignorance as far as, you know, how, how to treat the disease. And it, it seems like the medical establishment through their publishing and, and through all their indoctrination have all these doctors under wraps, you know. And I, I kind of wonder if they have it as like this giant, you know, roving horde of, you know, infected deer and infected ticks that they're controlling through the DNR and, I mean, how integrated is all this? Uh, is well, we know Lyme disease is pretty much on record. Um, deer swam from Plum Island over to New York. It's less than a mile. Deer do that. And it was a zoological weapons base. They brought Nazis over there after World War II. It's on record. And so Lyme disease is a souped-up, weaponized uh, system. And, uh, yeah, it's all part of their degenerative disease weapon program. And then they just shelve and then don't cover under insurance all the real treatments for things. Alan? It's actually older. Uh, it, was, it was invented in Canada during World War II. And uh, there's a good book out there. It's called uh, uh, Deadly Allies, Canada, Canada's Secret War. Uh, Canada has led the field in bacterial and viral warfare uh, during and since World War II. Yeah, I knew about that, but the word I got, the, but the main spread point they said was they particularly weaponized it even more at Plum Island. Yeah, they, they sent it down uh, to Plum Island in the States to be worked on, and, uh, and, uh, and, and the vector that they chose was, of course, uh, at the time it was ticks, they dropped it from planes at one point across the western part of Canada onto deer herds to see how it would spread and then spread amongst the populations. And then eventually, of course, um, they've actually weaponized it now. It's been in the papers in Canada that mosquitoes can carry it now as well. So this is this is really weaponized. No, they're just going to dole out all this in a loving way to kill you and your family, your children. You know, uh, they love degenerative diseases. Yes, they do. That's what they said they'd have for the West. Yep. It's another little loving goody good. Uh, do you want to add anything else, John? Do I add a little bit? Uh, stay there. We're going to come back. The government loves you. Okay, finishing up, John, on the loving Lyme's disease, which you can go research, uh, is a uh, bioweapon, and uh, it's just all part of the nastiness of the globalist. Do either of you guys know if there's like a correlation between chronic wasting disease and Lyme disease? Is that sort of the same condition? or? Yeah, there's all sorts of little carrier weapons they can put into ticks. Uh, and other systems. And now Bill Gates has said they're releasing the mosquitoes that are genetically engineered. They'll put whatever they want in them, and they're going to give it to you, and that's the way it is because he's smiling and dances around, and we're all trained. If it's an authority figure, they can kill us. And that's just how it works. You know, they, they, you know, hmm. they want to control the hinterland so that you know any rebels that are gathering will just die of some kind of disease because they've been infected. It's even more than that. You're, you're, you're on the right track, though. Uh, you, you're a big scare here a few years ago and where I am. Uh, at this the whole northern area, and they, they try to say that um, not just Lyme's disease, but also the uh, various other diseases spread by mosquitoes was was on the way, and uh, that everybody terrified. People were wearing full jackets of the mesh, you know, the mosquito mesh. Uh, even guard, gardeners were wearing them. They were terrified, um, and it kind of phased away into nothing. Hey, it's even in mainstream news. Alan, interrupt you. You should be that. Um, 
that uh, West Nile came out of uh, a, a government weapon program. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and, and that kind of fizzled away, that one, and terrified people too. But but you start to get the impression it's just not safe to live in the country anymore. And, of course, what they'll do and what they have been doing is, say, well, we can actually spray and keep down the mosquitoes around cities, uh, but we can, of course, spray outside of the cities, etc., etc. So uh, everything now is to get everyone in, off of the rural areas. That's all part of the big agenda written in lots of different programs. Uh, into the big cities uh, for, for the communitarian lifestyle. So we'll probably watch, tracked and traced. It's much cheaper for them to watch us when we're all collectively stuck together and crammed together. And by the way, it's all on record that our government, other governments, sterilizing people, killing foster children, pesticides, half the native kids they get their hands on die in Canada, mainstream news, uh, and, and biological, chemical, radiological, injecting people with syphilis, yeah. polio. I mean, the, the governments have been caught thousands of times doing this, radiating little children, and people mm-hmm. are like, but it's the government. Don't be anti-government. Love your psychopaths. Yeah. Hand your yeah. guns in. They want to help you. The troops need to use DU, which kills them, but it takes 20 years. It's, be patriotic. Let the troops be killed by the government. Mm-hmm. And, and remember, too, that uh, you're, you're quite right. We, we're under – see, people keep asking me all the time, when is this all going to start? I see, it's already started uh, since the 50s onwards. The cancer rates have just massively exploded. There's no, there's no uh, panic about it, by the way. When there's, no, when there's no panic about it, that means it's under their control. They're, they're behind it all, the big boys. They know what's causing it because they made sure they gave us all the products, the injections, and so on that do, that do cause it. So uh, they're exploding. And an article recently from the World Health Organization said the third world countries were now bringing up to a higher standard of living through the GATT Treaty and the World Trade Organization. Stay there. I want to hear about more of their love. There's got to be some way to get people out of their trance because, I mean, I understand this is frightening information, but it's all verifiable. I mean, do people? It'd be funny. I mean, I mean, if I went over in somebody's yard, and if they had a bunch of pebbles or gravel in their yard, you know, one of these zero scape things, and I took a rock out of their yard, the neighbor would run out and bow up. Um, and. You know, I get all crazy. But if the government murders them 20, 30 years young or kills their kid with a cancer injection, it's like they don't want to hear it. It's like they don't even care. It's like, kill me. I mean, it's like almost fun to toady around and like the government and like the PSAs and all of it. And thank you for groping me, TSA. You know, just all of this. It's 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 mind control. Uh, Is it not, Alan? It is mind control, but it's also propaganda. It's the effect of mass propaganda uh, of the authoritative uh, system versus those who have not been given authority uh, by government or whatever. They want to believe in government. They want to believe that people could never be so awful and terrible and nasty to them. And uh, the propaganda is perfect for every culture. They give you the guys at the top that say the traditional phrases that you're used to hearing, and those are your. They could never do things like that to you. They're caring, etc. They fall for all the PR. They fall for all the deportment these guys are taught, and the scripts. The scripts that are written by professionals. Um, that they fall for propaganda. This is a. This is a propaganda war we're in. It's an information war. And this is what they said would come before they gave us the Internet. They said there will be a massive uh, information war. And, of course, they didn't sit back and wait for it happening. They made sure they had, they had the biggest, most professional, well-funded teams to, to make sure we'd always have information wars. 
even on the other side too, there's been fakes over the years who've come out on the Patriot side, and later we find out, like Bo writes, that they're actually still working for the government. So this is a real war, a real war for the mind. When the mind goes, the body's, you know, the body's no, chance, no choice but to follow it. Uh, so it's a war for the mind, and until people literally... Uh, are become uh, informed and then paranoid about their governments, nothing will happen. The majority will go along with it, unfortunately. And now you have the big propaganda push for conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories, and it was the main line that put that term out there. And now, now everyone's labeled a conspiracy theorist, like some kind of nuts, like the guy that collects, collects corpses there instead of stamps. <laughs> so uh, that's how they label you. So a, a, a phrase can literally knock you out of action because it's already embedded in people's minds through propaganda, just like Nazi, uh, it shuts them up right away. There's, there's no response to it. Through, there's no reasoning through logic when it happens. You know. Amazing. Alan, thank you so much for spending time with us, and I look forward to speaking to you in the near future. Cut into the matrix.com. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Alex. Good to have you.